Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We start each episode of Something New every week with birthdays. I love birthdays and I love celebrating all of my friends' birthdays. So here is a list of this week's birthdays, starting with today. Mayna Vasquez Hermoso, Susan Mangano, Mark Brandes, Sharon Class. She was one of my high school art teachers. Bill Hitz, Brian Mc- Michael Kinney, Jen Stewart, Bruce Allen, Irina Skripnik. This is March 8th. Coming up, your birthdays are coming. Oh, your birthdays were already. Rosemary Gianta Alfieri, John Mortensen, Leanne Marie Golish. Happy birthday. Sharon Califiore. Lisa Ferguson, Janelle Whitlock, Susan Burns Leach, Bob Schlesinger, Tony Papa. Happy birthday, dude. Ray Prop, one of our guests on something new every week. Last week or two weeks ago, Luke Walker, Julianne, Michael Pieter, Marissa Goldberg, John Chartrin, Juan Yu. Justine Shularan Iverson. She was one of my assistants many, many years ago. Happy birthday. Julie Lowry, Alicia Klein, Kristen Rala, JD Renez, De Lucerin Janwar Insan, Katie Finn Javier, Andrea Walker Schaefer. Oh my gosh. Tomorrow's birthday is Andrew Funderberg, Gina Zabludil, Aaron Miller, Michael J. Glenn, my sister in law, Ellen. Happy birthday. Cynthia Brown, Dan Doki, Andrea Mendoza-Barlin, Samantha Lee, Mal Englander, Garrett Moses. Happy birthday, dude. I used to work with him at WPPI. Jeff Cook, Adam Jason Scherer, Deborah Gerson, Rosie Parsons, George Mitchell. Super cool dude. Happy birthday. Astra Lane, Carla De La Rosa, Robert Noel, Noel Carolyn Ryan, Alan Weiner. Um, Hal Landon, Sonia Shah, Peter Salo, Yoni Mintz, Carlos Ramirez, Millie Holloman, Danny Clements, Laura Sucher, Catherine Angelari, Mon Habrit Singe, uh, Chris McCooey, Matthew Davies, Sharon Wallace, Stephanie Bowden, Damilari Ayafisa Foso, used to work with her also, WPBI, Kayla Adair, Richard Vatesman, Vince McKay, Terry Dime, Maggie Henriques, my cousin Rich, Quinn Chung, wow, long time, long time, Lisa Diesel, Dave Coe, Julia Dong, happy birthday, and Stewart, Darren Eagles, Kelly Morton, dude, happy birthday, hope you're feeling better, Diana Lang, Travis Freeland, Heather Richardson, and Dan Bussler, I'm sorry, and Michael Warshaw. Happy birthday, you guys. March birthdays. That's a sampling of this week's birthdays of my friends that I have on Facebook. I hope you guys are doing well. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of Something New Every Week. Let's get to it. Hey there, and welcome to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Here each week I'm going to give you something new every week, or snooze for short, from photography's best of the best. I've handpicked each guest and I'm hoping my conversations with them will be both entertaining and educational. Snooze are about what's new in my guests' photography world and how they are implementing it in their business, from new workflows to tips and tricks that's giving them the leg up on their competition. Each guest is going to share something that's new that's helping them in their corner of the world. So go grab a snack and a tasty beverage. Get ready to learn something new this week. This week's episode is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and Canada. 
Since their inception, they've developed a reputation for having the highest quality products, customer service, and technologies in the industry, all of which have contributed to becoming the preferred lab of professional photographers nationwide. And guys, they're just a great company. They're family run, and everyone that works there is dedicated to serving you and your company. Their customer service is like none other, and they are huge supporters of our industry. From the small chapter meetings to larger shows, Miller's is always there. If you've never checked them out, you really need to at millerslab.com. All right, on to the show. All right, I'm here this week on this week's episode of Something New Every Week with my good friend Jeff Woods. Jeff, if you're not familiar with him, is uh, somebody who's been in this industry as long as I have and (laughs) has been around uh, a long time. And uh, I'm just going to start off by saying, uh, without describing the work that he's doing now or he did, um, Jeff, I would say, and him and his wife, Julia, are probably one of the biggest influencers in the wedding and portrait world, I would say, over the last two decades. And I know he's not going to like that. But And he's a super, super duper humble guy, but he is one of those people that has, and it was one of my early inspirations within our community. Um, we had the opportunity to work together with Graphy Studio and um, some booths and trade show stuff very, very early on in my career. He's a master photographer, a master craftsman a PPA photographer, um, if I remember correctly. And um, he's just an all-around good guy. So we're going to talk today about uh, what he's been up to. And uh, Jeff, good to have you here. Well, hey, thank you for having me. It's, just, it's always fun to get to you and I get a chance to talk. And, you know, so I'm excited to be here and thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. And and uh, Jeff is, uh, you know, one of those those people who is is, you know, you have one of those friends who is always working and doing very creative things. And Jeff is one of those guys, and there's never any uh, dust growing under this guy's feet um, <laughs> or moss, as I guess you would say. So, Jeff, you started you 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 and your wife um, started in in the in Illinois, right? In Peoria yeah. area. Yeah, Peoria, Illinois. It's about two hours south of Chicago, kind of known as the heart of Illinois. So. About two and a half hours from you in St. Louis and about two hours from Chicago. So that's where we were both born and raised and um, kind of fell in photography by accident. Right. We were a mutual friend of ours and he was a photographer and entrepreneur and kind of got me started and it kind of just like, you know, this is back in the days of the film days and, you know, the big potato masher, <laughs> net flashes and all these things and F8 and B there was our philosophy. <laughs> You know, that type of thing. And I didn't know anything about photography. I just took some stuff in high school. Loved it. Never thought of it as a career. Parents frowned upon it um, when I kind of even mentioned it. But um, so, yeah, we got started. At the time, we had no children. And Mm -hmm. about two years later, our first child came. And that child is now 26 years old and has, (laughs) has our first grandchild. And so life has been this evolving process of of eliminating boredom. Yes, you know? yes. And <laughs> yes, you do have a big family and uh, mazel tov on, on the grandchild. That's, yeah. I I, uh, I can't even imagine. I mean, my kids are just teenagers now, so I can't even imagine 
uh, having a grandchild, but uh, and we're we're sit, we're close in age, so I can't I can't even. But congratulations on that. And uh, so you ran your studio in in Illinois for, but probably close to a decade, right? You and your wife. Yeah, most uh, actually about um, was it twenty years? Mm. Yeah, twenty years. Um, probably about, about seventeen years for the first few years of marriage. But Julie and I have been married. We'll be married for 30 years <laughs> this August. Um, and so, but yeah, so we kind of, um, 2014, I believe it is. Um, you're kind of in that position in life where we felt like we were you know, doing well in the industry and the business. You know, we did a lot of educating and all that, all yes. that, but it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't, wasn't serving. It was serving my ego more than it was serving a purpose. Right. And, and that's never a good thing. Um, the ego being stroked or the pats on the back and you kind of lose that hunger, you know, you kind of lose that drive. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like, you know, uh, one of my favorite lines is when Mickey's talking to Rocky and he says the worst thing for a fighter is that you became civilized. And that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of what it was. It's like this hunger was gone. And yeah. I actually ended up uh, leaving the business, um, Still shooting weddings, but Julia took over the business, and she just, my wife is a go-getter. She's, mm. you know, she, you know, what, it's so funny you say Jeff Woods. People don't usually remember that, but when I say Jeff and Julia Woods, then all of a sudden everyone knows who I am. <laughs> so it's, you know, my wife was just, uh, you know, she was a go-getter. She was a strong business mind, um, entrepreneur, and just learned how to really grow the business the way she wanted it. And had that business whistling um, and really in a small market. I mean, Peoria is not a big market, but mm. we were commanding a, a, you know, high prices, traveling, doing destination portraiture, destination weddings, uh, a little bit of commercial work. Um, but then I kind of decided I was just burnt out. Right? Yeah. I, was just, I was in a bad place, emotionally, physically, just in a bad place and decided that it was time for me to kind of, you know, shake off and, and find something that I needed to just kind of re relive again, like just to find out what it is I really wanted to do uh, because photography is, was a great outlet, mm. uh, but I was just, I was struggling, you know, I was struggling because yeah. there were so much great photographers out there. Yeah. And the young guns were coming up the ranks and I was like, so like, wow, these guys are, I've worked hard to get here. <laughs> these guys have gotten this good in like less than six months. Like, oh, well, you know, like, like I feel like I was just being displaced. And, and so I ended up leaving the business mm -hmm. and, just I actually got into um, fundraising for a couple of different companies. And one in particular was a non-for-profit area. They reached out to me. Uh, and then that was, that got to be very successful for me because I really, I'm a, I'm a connector. Yeah. My trade, by my, me and myself, I'm, I've always been a connector. You know, I, I, I know a lot of people and I like to know a lot of people and I like to communicate and I like to be around people. So all this COVID stuff is driving me nuts at the moment yeah. because I don't have that community like I used to, right? Yeah. And so, um, so I started raising some funds, and you know, both of us were at a place where we were just kind of like, I was, I was feeling one thing, Julie was feeling another thing, but I don't, we weren't really communicating to each other what we were feeling. Uh -huh. And then one thing led to another. Um, Julie comes to me one day and says, "I want to sell the business." And I, you know, I bought said, have you lost your effing mind? <laughs> That's our, you know, that, at the time that she's the breadwinner. Sure. That was, that was making the money. Fundraising was kind of like, 
you know, it was a, was a, was a grind and I loved it. It was a, it was a tough gig. Yeah. And I'm like, you're nuts to, to want to sell this, this business that, you know, business was about a million dollar business. And we've, it was, it's been our baby. You know, we yeah. had, a, we, we had, we had real estate uh, wrapped up in it and everything else. And, and, um, so yeah, she came and, and about that same time I got headhunted by a startup, mm-hmm. uh, had kind of done some training, some self, some self, um, some self-improvement training for myself just to kind of get, just to understand why I do the things I do and yes. think the way I think. And I met this gentleman whose name was Dan and, you know, he had been a trainer for guys like, you know, um, Tony Robbins and mm. I mean, just that type of training is what I went through. And I, mm. he and I just connected and one thing led to another and he says, Hey, would you want to come work for our startup? And I said, it's possible. He goes, there are some things you'd have to move. <laughs> you'd have to move to San Francisco. And Julie and I had that conversation prior to all this happening, saying, like, we wanted to be out west. We wanted to move out west. We'd always been in central right. Illinois. Um, at that time, our oldest daughter was about to be married. Um, our son was a senior in high school. And we had two, you know, two, uh, one high school student, one grade school student at the time. And so here I was thinking I was getting completely out of photography and going to go into the startup world, which opened my eyes up to a whole new level of everything right. from understanding the startup world, understanding fundraising, you know, um, walking into the room and feeling like, I, you know, these guys would throw out these acronyms and I would have to be on <laughs> my table searching for what does MVP mean, you know, viable product, I mean, you know, what, you know. What is clickbait? All these things. I just was, I had to, it was a crash course in learning. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I mean, I, to me, it's like I was so resistant to learning. When I was in photography, I was so resistant to learning new things. Right. I remember Julie and I having battles because I didn't want to learn Adobe Premiere. <laughs> I didn't want to learn because that was like the new trend, you know, photography mm. and motion. We're going to merge them all together now. And, Canon, you know, when we were speaking for Canon, that was a big push is, is the handheld DSLR. It's how you can do video and yeah. stills on the same camera, yada, yada, yada. And we were just, I was just driving myself crazy because I did not want to pick up another tool to learn. Sure. You know, I'm like, can't teach an old dog new tricks. But now in life, YouTube is like my best friend. Mm. Like, it's, 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 I've learned so much just from everything that I'm doing now. And so, we sold that business in 2014. Okay, and um, which is a very hard thing to do when you sell yeah. a photography studio. <laughs> There's so, only a few people that I know that have been able to sell yeah, their photography it, studios. It, it, it strategy it takes, you know, and it wasn't just like we just wanted to sell to anybody. We wanted yeah. to sell the baby to somebody that we knew, and that's end up what we ended up doing. It was a close friend, and and he was interested, and and you know, business is still going today. Um, but yeah, we moved to California in 2017, and oh, currently okay. live in, we currently live in wine country. We're about you know 50 minutes from the bay, and um, so yeah, that, you know, that's that's kind of how we ended up out here from being in, in out of Illinois. And gotcha. Julia still shoots a lot. I still uh-huh. you know some. Um, so yeah, things have things have transpired very differently than what we thought would have would have happened. Yeah, so. And yeah, it's just, it's a great story. And, you know, I think as photographers in in this community, um, I think we wind up 
there's 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 very few people that are you know for lack of better words classically trained photographers they go to art school and then they wind up in the wedding and portrait world there are very few people that i know currently i'm i'm the only one uh who went to art school and you know then you know went to photography i i, I don't think you did um hmm. and most people kind of wind up you know getting into photography and you know today I mean, if I were giving anybody advice, there would be zero reason to go to art school to become a photographer. But um, so you, you, you wind up usually becoming a photographer because you like being an entrepreneur and you like running your own, working for yourself, and then you like being creative. And that's probably how both of you guys got into it. And then I'll, there's, there's a handful of people who can successfully pivot into, you know, a new, a new place. And, um, some people do really well at it. Some people don't. Um, and, you know, I'm always interested in those stories. So uh, thanks for, you know, sharing that with us. And, you know, then moving, you know, across the, the country, I think we may have moved around the same, same time. Path. And I, so. I remember we were kind of chatting about that. Uh, you know, and you definitely seem like you've had a lot more success than I have <laughs> moving here. Um, but, uh, so, you know, I think I want to talk to you a little bit more about that pivot and, you know, how you, you know, you know, was it a matter of like, here's some things that I like doing, fundraising, you know, what gave you the balls to do it? Well, I think the first thing is, is curiosity. Yeah. Right. Curiosity for me was what could I be doing? You know, not not really questioning what I would love to do because what I would love to do is not work. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be it. I'd rather really be on a boat, and, you know, you know, somewhere and you know, just day trade all day, right? Yeah. Um, but for me, it was just the curiosity and you know, understanding my 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 skill sets. And you know, I don't want to get into all the enneagram stuff, but you know, I actually was beginning to learn a little bit about myself more. Yeah. Um, the relationship that you have with yourself sets the tone with every other relationship that you have. Mm. So I had to, do, I had to get with myself a bit and just be, you know, cause I went to a lot of shame. Um, you know, you know, when I left the industry, I, I, I also left with a lot of resentment and a lot of bitterness uh-huh. and a lot of ugliness, you know, uh-huh. like, you know, just, I was a grumpy as was what some people would say. Right. <laughs> Dane, our buddy, Dane Sanders would call me a grumpy. <laughs> um, and so it was kind of like, that's, that's kind of where I was at in life. Was just, and I think when I pivoted, um, I didn't know what to expect. I, yeah. ha- I had no expectations. I was working for a startup that was um, on the verge of being super successful. And like you talk about is the success factor. I mean, I've, I have had two big failings out here. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been out here for seven years now. Uh, I've been through uh four 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 wildfires in seven years wow. i've been through one earthquake um and you know and, and now been the last year and a half through um COVID. the pandemic right and so that startup ended up really kind of falling apart we were we got we got i learned a lot i learned like what happens if you if you're not intentional and mm-hmm. you're not authentic what can happen mm-hmm. to your team our team kind of fell apart and I moved on and started another business with with a couple other buddies. Uh, one was a former pro baseball player for the for the for the um, 
for the San Francisco Giants. We started mm-hmm. like a kind of digital marketing and things like mm-hmm. that. Great idea. And then that fell apart because okay. there was something that, you know, was just jumping into one thing and not really getting clear on expectations and being authentic. And at, at that point, you know, Julie was already pivoting as well with her career. And so it ended up just happening to fall into knowing the right people and just being like giving, giving myself over to learning again, learning like, what is it that I need to learn? What is it that I want to learn? Uh-huh. So, you know, again, a lot of it was like, you know, there was things about our studio that I loved mm-hmm. and a lot of it was around the design and around the marketing. And, and then the situation came about where I got involved with story brand, which I'm not sure. If, if, I'm very familiar with story brand. And, uh, for those of you who aren't, you need to get with it, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Donald, I've known Donald Miller for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't say on a super personal level, but we know each other. I actually yeah. worked with him when our startup was called the grid. I actually worked with him and coming out and helping us with our, our messaging. Yeah. And it was all about messaging, right? And it's all about if you confuse, you lose the client. And that just was like a light bulb. And I started like getting more involved with it in our area. And the one thing, obviously, where I'm living, it's, it's very hospitality driven. Uh-huh. You know, we have, you know, beautiful hotels. We have amazing restaurants, obviously world-class wineries. And I just kind of took a risk. And I mean, I knew, I knew no one in the industry at all in the wine industry. I, mm. I, actually, I got back. I knew one guy who was a winemaker. Um, I kind of lived with him uh, at the startup for a while, young kid. And he kind of get, you know, got to learn the ropes a little bit. One thing led to another. And I just started marketing myself as, as brand management to a lot of these wineries, lifestyle brands. And that really opened up a lot of doors. Mm. And I've, I've always been a big Richard Bronson fan. You know, I'm okay. familiar with yeah. So yeah, yeah. Owner, founder of Virgin, Virgin Records, Virgin Air, yeah. Virgin Voyages now. So, and yeah, I remember one thing he said, there's a quote, he says like, he always said yes, even if he didn't know how to do it. Because he said, I would learn. He's like, I would, I would find out the people who did and have them teach me. And I felt like, okay, all right, I'm going to do this. And so over the last two years, um, I've kind of just been working under the umbrella of, of helping brands and brand managing their brands through design, through motion, um, mm. through stills, through, um, you know, website development. Um, cause that brings in my startup background when I worked with the right. grid, it was all about web development. So I was able to use that tool to create this. And then, so now it's like, you know, probably, um, and here I was this whole time thinking I was done with photography. And, you know, sounds like my story. Yeah. And now I'm kind of like in photography in a whole new way that I actually really love. And Mm. that is more the product side, you know, know, more of an art director, kind of bringing in talent, you know, and shooting style shoots. And when the pandemic hit it, what happened in the pandemic was that it it created um, a demand for photography because a lot of these companies weren't, pre- weren't prepared to, you know, they were open to like, you know, come to our wineries, there's wine tastings, but there's a lot of things that can't, you can't do in, in the state. Like you were not, you were not able to buy wine directly. Mm. So the only way that you could communicate with the, with, with your audience was through visual. Oh, wow. So video work, uh, photography work. 
And so I was able to really create a little niche for myself around brand development that, you know, enabled me to create subscriptions for clients, like, you know, manage your oh, wow. social media, create content for the social media, like kind of like a, like a content creator, more or less. Right. And, and then started doing some films um, around the, you know, not not about us films, but really um, more of an engaging content. Uh-huh. And that's where story brand got into play because everything I do, I kind of run through a system, a framework that's, that Donald Miller has created. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's the framework that we, that we use for story. And that has really um, niched me in a way. And I was a guide for a number of years with story brand. And it, it allowed me to niche where we're not just going to present imagery just to present imagery, but we're going to present and showcase the product as it engages with everyday life. Yeah. Um, and so through this whole process in the last two years, that's, that's what I've been doing is, is brand management. Um, it does include it, it, what I like about it, it. It includes a lot of skill sets that I get to get my hands involved in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've always been that theory. You can be a jack of all trades, but a master of none. And mm-hmm. I, I took that personally. and thought for a while, like that was, like that's what I am. But then I realized like, no, I'm bringing in the right people. Yeah. So if I have a shoot and, you know, like it's a big you know, product shoot or I work with a lot of startups still, um, we create a narrative around the whole branding product, the identity. So it could involve photography. It could involve um, just basic um, imagery, video, design. So it's been a fascinating little journey. I'm still learning. And um, going from there has been really cool. Yeah. And it's it's really, I mean, it's energizing for me to hear this story because there's so much of, there's a lot of similarities into, you know, kind of, you know, my, my career and the things that happened to me. And, um, you know, very similar in the sense that at WPPI, when I walked in those corporate offices, I was like, you know, I might as well have been, you know, jumped out of a, a fish tank and onto the, onto the ground. And, you know, people are, you know, sitting in these meetings and I didn't understand what they were talking about. And, you know, I'm Googling stuff as they're talking. And, yeah. <laughs> and I, I realized that, you know, none of it was super duper complicated. And, um, you know, I learned quickly learned that there was always one person that was the smartest person in the room had to be that person and you just needed to listen to them. And then, you know, learned a lot about, you know, business in, in that, in, because I got to, um, have touch points with so many different vendors within the industry. So that was a really a great thing for me to learn. And then taking a job with, with, um, the music company, uh, it was pretty much in startup mode. And, you know, the lesson that I learned out of it was that, um, the business was in no position to a, a hire me and B, um, was in no position to do just about anything. There was no plan. And, sure. uh, when I got there, I did my best to try and drive and steer things. And, um, but, you know, I wished now that you know, I had discovered Donna Miller earlier because I would have, you know, worked that a little bit more, but there was no budget for pretty much anything. So it, it, I was destined to fail no matter what. 
yeah. and um, you know, it took a couple of years for that to happen, and uh, you know, found myself starting to work again. So, like, I'm 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 a year behind you, trying to yeah. figure out what I, what I want to do, and um, I think that the, the lesson to be learned here, though, in hearing you talk and and discuss what you've done in your career for for other photographers out there is that the things that we learn as photographers are the 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 lessons that we learn as business people when you actually start implementing those things after you've been working for 10 years they're a lot more useful than a lot of people think and mm-hmm. and bringing them back around and, and if you're a good student um which is what you've always been is 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 how you you can make it work again so you know i'm just going to say that you know um you know spending the time to learn and it's also really interesting to hear you talk about you know you, you need to find yourself and you know i i got to be honest with you at my age i didn't think that i would be finding myself all over again and now i'm finding the love in in, in doing that and that's that's been really inspiring for me and it's been a joy to see some of the work that you've been producing you don't you don't post enough which i'm disappointed in <laughs> Um, but it's been really neat for you to see to be for you to put that together. So what advice would you offer to somebody who is thinking about moving beyond their photography career and, uh, is looking to expand their horizons? Well, I think for one, I think you, you kind of touched on it a second ago is, is what I learned even with the startup, right. Was surround yourself. Like you're the sum average of the five people that you hang out with. And so for yep. me, I wanted to make sure I'm hanging out with, you know, I remember one of our guys on our team was employee number 35 at Google. And <laughs> I was like, you know, he was, just, he was, he was a little younger than me, but he was like, you know, this guy has, has sold three companies already and didn't he didn't even need to work. He was already, already wealthy to begin with, but just like surrounding myself with, with, you know, like I said, if it's the sum average, you, that you're the sum average of five people you hang out with, surrounding yourself with such quality and not toxic. Uh, I think yeah. so for a lot of time I was surrounded by a lot of, you know, toxic people. And, you know, I think the other thing was also is, is you know, in, in regards to that, is my, Julie and I have always said this, and she's said to me many times, is, is that eggshell conversations produce eggshell relationships, right? Very fragile. And so, having the tough conversations has been part of this growth. Um, you know, cause I, I, you know, like when I left that second business here, I am now over two and, and what is probably a very difficult state to live in <laughs> you know, from, a, from a financial point of view, right? Maybe New York and California are going to be neck yeah. and neck, you know, having the difficult conversations. Um, and, and I think the other thing too, for me is, when I decided to leave the industry, or at the time, I think I was leaving, I left on bad terms. And I think, you know, when people are wanting to pivot, and is, is this, you know, it's okay to look in the rearview mirror as long as you're looking ahead, but like not to burn those bridges or, yeah. or, or to, you know, not even burn the bridges. You may never go back, but just those relationships and, and the resentment that I carried when I left the industry mm-hmm. has, has been with me for a long time. And I have to be careful even today. Like I have to 
kind of watch myself even when I'm scrolling on Instagram or, you know, whatever, whatever the new feature is, maybe it's Clubhouse. You know, right now Clubhouse seems to be the big topic yeah. of discussion. Um, I have to kind of center myself and just be okay. Like if I get hooked by something, what, questioning myself, why am I getting hooked? What is the curiosity? is so big for, for me. And we've, we've, we've trained that with each other. And Julia's business, that's what she does. She is always helping couples or helping individuals create curiosity because curiosity can open up so many doors. Mm. And um, when we decide that we're going to shut down this door, shut down that door, um, you know, what are you gaining in that? And so this really thing for me is get curious. What is it that you want? What is it you want to do? And then obviously this always takes action, right? Like we could sit here and say, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. But it, is, it does eventually need to start with you taking that first step. Yeah. And that was scary for me to, to put myself out there. And, and, and Donald Miller is just a tool that I use. It's not, it's not my, my end all to be all. Mm -hmm. It's just a tool that I use that's been able to get me into the doors of the wine industry because I love the wine industry. And mm -hmm. I eventually have my own wine label. And so there's part of that's like, this is all training for me to a bigger, to a bigger end. And yeah. I don't know what that looks like, um, you know, as we looking at pivoting now and possibly moving out of this area to be closer to um, our grandchild. And what does that next, what does that next look like? Missouri, Missouri wine country. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the oldest wine country in the U.S. I don't know if you I do. It. Unfortunately, yeah. the wine is really horrible. Yeah, I, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm kind of snob about that stuff now. But, I think if you yeah. could move here and make great wine, it would be incredible. <laughs> it's all, I mean, Texas has their own wine country. Virginia has their wine country. So it's kind of funny. But um, in the end, it's just like, to me, I just love um, the curiosity. I mean, like right now, I've, I've, I'm learning new things. Just, I honestly have gotten into day trading. Um, and yeah, I, I want to have a whole other conversation with you about yeah, that. Like, but I've had a yeah. lot of fun doing this. And it's like, well, I get the market's good right now, but yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's going to be bad days. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, it's just fascinating to watch. But again, Jason, these are things I had no – my, my focus was so narrow on photography. I didn't see any other possibilities. And when you shut down possibilities, you shut down opportunities. Hmm. And I was just shutting down everything because I was refusing to want to learn and want to grow. Hmm. And, um, you know, I'm grateful for a wife that has kept pushing me to grow, even though she, sometimes she pushes my buttons and, and so forth. But I know it's for the best, of, not just for our relationship, but for our family's legacy. And that's kind of really what it ended up. It's like, you know, the legacy to me is, is crafting your disappearance. And, you know, what do I want that legacy to be like after I'm gone mm -hmm. with my kids, uh, with my grandkids? And I want to be able to give, I want them to have something, mm -hmm. the grandchild, the great grandchild. I was like, I want that legacy to be handed down somewhere mm -hmm. uh, to them. And that's kind of what a friend of mine says, well, your legacy is, is crafting your disappearance. And that has stuck with me <laughs> each move I make. Wow. Like, is what's, what's this going to do for that legacy? Um so yeah, we've got great things on the horizon. I still love photography. I've, you know, we're still involved in a lot of different ways here and there, um, consulting and, mm -hmm. and you know, I get to shoot more now with no subjects, just mm -hmm. just bottles, which mm -hmm. <laughs> no talk back, no blinking, 
you know, no, does this make me look fat? You know, that type of thing. Um, it's just a, a nice, you know, scene that I get to be a part of and create. That's yeah. And there, they are some, some incredible scenes and, uh, it's really neat to hear how you've been able to take those skills and, and, and move them into different areas. So I think, unfortunately, we need to wrap here. But yep. um, I wish you the best. And uh, I, it is really great to catch up with you because it has been way too long. And um, um, yeah, you and I need to keep in touch. And, um, you know, thank you for sharing your story with us on Something New Every Week. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Something New Every Week. We hope you learned something new this week and want to once again thank our sponsor, Miller's Lab. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to all the cool stuff we've talked about. And a quick reminder, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by hitting that subscribe now button. See you next week on Something New Every Week. Every Week.